Welcome back to Everyday Disciples. I'm Pastor Matthew Starner, and it's Thanksgiving week. While we're all getting ready for stuffing ourselves with turkey and mashed potatoes, let's think about how to follow Jesus with thankful hearts. In our first segment, Aiden Hunt, CJ Jaluso, and I talk about being thankful in a world that's so focused on what's next and what's new. Then we shift into another aspect of the upcoming holiday, loving that crazy family of yours. Thanksgiving and all the holidays coming up, really, often find us crammed into a house with relatives that we don't see very often. You fill them up with turkey and pie and things can get a little bit crazy. We'll talk about how to love even the craziest members of your family, just like Jesus would. And finally, something a little fun. Rather than the, uh, let the conversation go to divisive topics like politics and which football team to root for, we've got some fun conversation starters to spice up your Thanksgiving gathering. So grab the turkey and slice up the pie and let's dig in. Welcome once again to another segment of our Everyday Disciples podcast. And this week is Thanksgiving, and we are heading toward the day when we all get together with family we maybe don't see regularly and all that kind of fun stuff, eat food that we don't eat every day. And uh, we want to just talk for, first just about Thanksgiving in general. Um, you know, kind of like, why do we celebrate Thanksgiving? This It's kind of a big deal. And it's it's one of those things that it's we celebrate it as a culture. Uh, I think we maybe do we forget along the way that this was a religious holiday to begin with, and uh, our culture is maybe kind of taken it over, but maybe not necessarily in a bad way. I don't know. Well, I think the origins of Thanksgiving have long been taught incorrectly. Personally, at least we usually think it's like. Tell the, me more the, about pil- the pilgrims come over and there was this big feast with the indigenous people and then they all played football. And like, that's, <laughs> first of all, not at all how it went, I don't think. There was um, no football? There was no football. And there also, I don't think were a ton of niceties. Um, and so I think, like you said, Matthew, like the origins of Thanksgiving are kind of confused. Not even confusing. Sure. I think nobody really has the, the right They've idea maybe been, the um, what's the word that I want to use? Like, like it's become this sort of mythical tale yeah. that we have in culture mm-hmm. that like these, these pilgrims with the, the shoe buckles on their hats yeah. sat around with Indians and had this big meal kind of thing. And probably was not that uh, picturesque maybe. Although I think we know, like I think from history that, that a meal happened. There was, there was a, a, a time of Thanksgiving um, for surviving this hard winter that people had. Um, and, and I don't, and I don't think there were a ton that survived either. It was like, I think it was kind of a smallish group. I, yeah. I didn't look into that, that aspect of the history of, of uh, that first Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving as a Christian thing, I mean, what well, goes back to like time immemorial, right? I mean, Noah gets off the boat and builds an altar of thanks to God. He gives thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, there were multiple times throughout the old Testament where, where kings or judges or leaders would, you know, kind of declare the the thankfulness of the people to God for something, whatever it was, winning a battle or, um, you know, finishing the temple or those sorts of things were times where the people gave thanks. There's a lot of like Thanksgiving psalms, um, give thanks to the Lord for he is good uh, over and over and over again. 
which is always one of my favorite psalms to go to when it doesn't happen so much anymore because of the way contemporary Christian music is now. But like when contemporary Christian music used to sort of get like derided a little bit because it was, it got called Seven Eleven music, the same seven words 11 times, you know, that you, <laughs> you're saying over and over again. <laughs> and I just love to then point just back to that psalm where every other line is give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like 26 times or something, something like that. Yeah, it's like yeah. every every phrase then ends with that. And so it's like, yeah, that's been happening forever. Um, that pe- but people have been giving thanks for a very long time. Mm-hmm. It's not even strictly an American thing, right? It's It happened in Europe. There were times of Thanksgiving and, and things. Um, in America, I guess we like to we like to set it and keep it on a specific day and turn it into a um, you know an ongoing holiday that we get to take off work and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And, and it acts as kind of like the gatekeeper for Christmas season. So yeah. you're not allowed to listen to Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. So I don't know. We had a pod or a pod. We had a post on the the Facebook group asking, you know, is yeah. is is Christmas music allowed in your house before Thanksgiving? And it was kind of split. It usually is. It's pretty listening. divisive. Yeah. yeah. As soon as it hits November, my mom's always trying to put up the Christmas tree. Oh, see, I have to wait. I, I think the day after Thanksgiving is when all my decorations for Christmas go up. Now, I have put my lights up outside, but I don't turn them on yet until after Thanksgiving. You just put them up so you don't have to get on the ladder. Right. So I was, it was a nice day. I went outside, put them all up. Don't have to go out bundled up and fight the snow for it. So... But yeah, they don't get turned on. One holiday at a time, even though true confession time, I do sit down at the piano and play Christmas music pretty much all year long. But that's that's just my personal struggle. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I do think, though, that like Thanksgiving has not become an overly commercial holiday, which uh-huh. is kind of nice that our, our culture has sort of held on to the kind of just the... The meaning of the day. Now, maybe it's losing a little bit the who we are giving thanks to, uh, that it's thanks to God for all that we have. But for the most part, it's not a day associated with you know a lot of decorations, presents, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it is piggybacked by Black Friday. Yeah, there <laughs> is know, Black there Friday is starts that. on Thanksgiving, and, yeah. and that's our <laughs> that is our culture. Like that's our cross yeah, to bear. We, we're going to be really good for a day, maybe not even the whole day. And then we're going to go right back to the whole commercialism thing. We can push it off for 12 hours at most. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's just America breaking through, I think there. So for us celebrating, uh, ev- us everyday disciples celebrating Thanksgiving, um, what does gratitude and thankfulness look like? How do we do that as disciples? How do, how do we celebrate a day like this with gratitude. I'd say something different we can do on Thanksgiving is not just necessarily look at things going on in your immediate life. You could also kind of give thanks for the the people around you, um, maybe the gifts that they have that, that God has given them that have impacted your life. Even little things, even kind of just gestures from one another, smiling at each at, at each other, being thankful for the, the community that you have at your church, within your your neighborhood, um, just looking at the little things that most people overlook on an everyday basis and really just sitting down and taking the time to to realize everything you have to be be thankful for, almost like counting your blessings. Thinking thinking through it, yeah. I think that's that's super important. And and I would even add on to that to say like once you've thought about it, 
to say something, hmm. you know, especially, especially if you're thankful, uh, for a person, thankful for, you know, a, a relationship, a, a situation, whatever to, to verbalize that, to, mm-hmm. to say, I mean, we, that's something that just in general, I feel like we're missing so much mm-hmm. in our relationships today. Um, sharing those kind of thoughts with one another, who doesn't like to be told I'm thankful for you yeah. and I'm thankful mm-hmm. for what you've done, you know, mm-hmm. those sorts of things. Uh, or even just to, as you're eating your dinner to just sort of talk about, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful for my work. I'm really thankful for the place where I live. I'm, I'm thankful for the people around me. Mm-hmm. We, we need more of that positive stuff mm-hmm. in our life today. And you can even be thankful for things as simple as the food on your table, the water in your cup. Those are everything. There's a lot of things that we we consume on a daily basis that we just completely overlook. Yeah, and recognizing where it all comes from. We're we're such a self-made society, and so we think that everything I have, I've earned. And I, I think biblically, it's good to remember that you know it's it's God who gives us the ability to earn. It's God who gives us the ability to work and to to strive for things and to provide then for our family. And that God does that through our efforts. And it's, it's really good to just remember all of those things and to, to talk about that. Something, uh, something that I look forward to with Thanksgiving is that you get some time off work to slow down and be thankful. Mm. Um, just in an everyday life, everything is so fast paced that it's hard to actually find a time to be thankful or even like, I know a lot of people do use gratitude journals and they write down some stuff that they're thankful for every day. But, um, just in everyday life, things have become so fast paced. We're always have our heads in our phones or in the computers that maybe we're going too fast to remember to be thankful. Yeah. Mm. Maybe that's what the issue or one of the issues could be is that we don't show enough, you know, thankfulness for the things we do have on a regular basis. Like we should, Mm -hmm. because, we're moving at a speed that is not conducive to gratitude. And to, to pause and, and kind of get ourselves out of that whole um, race for what's next. You know, there, there's our, our culture has done a great job of instilling in us this whole idea that like what I have right now is okay until there's something better that comes along. And so then we're always sort of never happy with what we have. We're always looking for the next thing. Mm. And so to kind of pull ourselves out of that, which is super hard on, on black Friday Eve to, to when we're looking at all the flyers for what's going to be on sale the next day um, to, to remind ourselves that like, you know, what I have is enough and what I have is what God has given me. And sometimes I just need to be content and Thanksgiving is a great day for that. All right. Well, we're going to take a a slight pause here. We're going to come back with these same guys again to talk about uh, how do we love our crazy family on a day like Thanksgiving. All right, we're back once again with Aiden and CJ here. So on a week leading up to Thanksgiving, uh, we're looking at, you know, this is a a meal that we're going to celebrate here with family that we don't, many of us are going to gather with family that we don't see very often. Uh, Maybe this is the only time of year that we get together uh, as one big family. Uh, How how do you guys celebrate? Do you have like giant gatherings with your families or is it kind of small gatherings? 
Uh, it changes sometime year to year. Usually early afternoon, we get together with my dad's side of the family, and then later in the evening, we'll go over to my mom's side of the family, and we'll have a meal at both, typically. Yeah, it's changed over the years. It, it used to be the big family gathering, depending on the year, like dad's side one year, mom's side the next year. Um, and then recently, it's just been me, my parents, and my brother, now that my sisters are out of like this part of the country even. Oh. like I go back to Chicago because they're all there, but my sisters are now uh, all over. Like They're on different ends of the country. Um, and so each year is kind of different. Like, oh, who are we going to be with Thanksgiving this year? Just the four of us? Cool. Or this year I think we're having some family friends over or something. So it's just, it just is consistently changing Yeah, who we have it with. We've had gr- – growing up, we often had like, you know, the – 25 people, you know, gathered, crammed into a house, spread sort of all throughout the house at tables. And in more recent years, it's it's more been just, you know, immediate family. Um, but yeah, always kind of in flux. Mm-hmm. And when you have those big gatherings together with with lots of folks, um, oftentimes you're, you're combining people from all sorts of different viewpoints, uh, you know, political or otherwise, um, people who have all sorts of different opinions and you know, in in last in the last several years in our culture, it's been sort of like online. We want a war over all this stuff, and now we get to come in together in person. And sometimes, you know, maybe tensions can be sort of high. Um, you're back with family that maybe you you suddenly remember things that they did wrong, um, where they might have hurt you. Um, maybe you need to go back and listen to last week's episode on how to forgive there, but. When we, we come together like this, it can maybe be a little bit uncomfortable. And, and yet, we're family, um, whether that's by blood or by marriage. Uh, we're, we're coming together as family here. And so how do we love our crazy family on these days where we are suddenly crammed into a house that is maybe a little, little hot from the oven running all day and <laughs> noisy? and Well, something that happens cramped. at my family Thanksgiving, which is kind of funny, it always happens every year kind of always at the beginning when everybody's coming into the house and gathering, everybody's just kind of almost staying a little bit separate, um, kind of standoffish a bit, like the ice hasn't been broken. And then um, it's kind of funny because I'll always catch myself either coming out of the bathroom later in the evening or just turning around and just seeing everybody mingled together talking. And so it's always funny for like the first hour and a half hour, it's kind of like people have to re-get comfortable with each other and then once that comfortability line is crossed then everybody kind of mingles and and gets over that step what what helps that line to get crossed is it the food uh the food helps um i also think that just like finding people's interests there's Mm. i almost feel like Every single person on this planet knows something, knows more about something than than our individual selves. And if you can try to find that topic that mm. sparks somebody's interest, what they're passionate about, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then you can you could walk away from the situation learning something and creating a better relationship with that individual. Yeah, everyone's going to have very different points of interest and things they're interested in. I think it's important one to celebrate your differences and things like, Oh yeah, this, I didn't know this. And you're very invested in this kind of thing. Uh, you know, this hobby or this, whatever. Um, like I'm the only person in my family who works in ministry. And so that's always very fascinating for some of my family members. Like, Oh yeah. Like, what do you, what do you do? And I explain it to them. You only work on Sunday, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I always hear. That's it. Uh huh. Um, (laughs) um, but I think also 
remembering things that like you have in common, reminiscing about mm-hmm. holidays of the past, things that family members have done, funny things that like your grandparents used to do, um, have always been a, a good a good thing that uh, breaks the ice a little bit. Make a couple jokes, have a couple beers. At that point, everybody's pretty pretty comfortable again. Mm-hmm. Can break down the the tensions a little bit. For my family, I I remember like. Um, one of the things that would help do that was at grandma's house where we would always go growing up. Um, usually once the meal was done, kind of cleared stuff off, somebody would break out a big puzzle mm. and get a bunch of people just around the table, sort of putting together a big old jigsaw puzzle. And as you're kind of doing something like that, you just start kind of, like you said, reminiscing and talking a little bit. And, and it's, it's just something to, to gather around to do. It's not really like high stakes or anything like that and uh, helps people to maybe open up. And, and share a little bit. And usually, in my family at least, you know, start start telling stories and laughing and, and uh, carrying on and all that gets pretty fun. And then, I mean, later in the day, though, uh, when football starts, at that point, everybody's in a food coma. And it's not that I don't want to be around people and I don't want to talk to anybody, but, like, I just want to nap more than anything. Like, if the Lions are on and I'm not a Lions fan, so I'm like, just put me to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that point, I think I'm usually kind of, like, peopled out kind of too. Uh, give me a little bit of time for R and R and <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta recognize that you, you, you do have to step away, take a walk or, you know, go get away from everybody for a minute. Cause yeah, if you're, especially if the house that you're in is not a very big house and you're mm-hmm. all sort of right on top of one another, you, you might need a moment to just mm-hmm. get some space. Probably also wise, um, you know, your family better than anybody else. Um, wise to just like think about, the sort of things that you do or don't want to talk about with your family, things, hot button issues might not be the time to bring those things up. Not that they're not important, um, but, you know, sometimes you got to kind of consider the situation uh, that you're in and what you're going to talk about. So, you know, politics, maybe not the time to bring that up if that's an explosive issue for your family. Um, that might be more of a one-on-one conversation with, with somebody later on if there's something that you want to talk about. It's cool to connect and just kind of see where everybody is at in their own individual lives, just kind of as the years go on and see where, where like my younger cousins end up in their lives and, and see the path that people take. So I always, I always think that just figuring out where people are at in their journey, that's always a good icebreaker and a good way to communicate with each other too. just get to know each other a little bit better. So, you know, a number of different ways that we can, um, you know, love our family, even though our family might be a little crazy, uh, may have beliefs that are are different than than ours or think differently about things than we do. Uh, but while there's some topics that we might want to stay away from, politics maybe being one of them, uh, depending on your family, uh, we thought it'd be fun to kind of end our episode today with what are some some kind of things that we could throw out, like fun debate type topics that not political, not uh, anything like that that's going to really cause a, a wedge between people, but just like fun th- sort of things to debate and kick around the table with the family. And so one one that I had kind of pulled up was, um, and this is if you've been online for any length of time, you've probably come across this somewhere, uh, the, the ongoing debate of whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. Throw that out to your family and just see like, how people kick that around. I, I threw that out before we started rolling here. And already, like, Adam, who's running our recording side of things today, is uh, he had some very strong opinions on that. I was I was surprised um, about hot dogs. Uh, and, and along with that, I, I mean, there's there's all sorts of other ones that, that go along with that, like is, is a bowl of cereal and milk soup. 
mm-hmm. um, or is a is a pop tart also a ravioli? Yeah. Um, if a dog were to wear pants, would it just wear it on its back legs, or mm. would it be all four legs? Sure. Yeah, and, and even even do dogs have how many legs do dog have? Dogs have. Do they have two legs and two like arms, or do they have four legs? Uh, if anybody thinks a dog has two arms and two <laughs> legs, you are nuts. <laughs> Um, I, I usually just like to throw out not random, but somewhat clever ish hypotheticals. I do the same thing here Mm, at, at youth group. So like this morning, our, our, our Sunday school question was, okay, you've one week that you have to hide from a bounty hunter who's chasing you and you get a hundred thousand dollars. If you are able to evade them for a week, what do you do? Where do you go? How do you do those? Like, what's your plan of action, your strategy that would lead to some good discussion depending on how many people are at that dinner or you know whatever your gathering is that's gonna it's gonna take a couple minutes per person sure so that's there you go uh, along those time. lines of, of you know very hypothetical sort of a question who would win in an all-out battle 100 men on horseback or 100 centaurs hmm. battling each other so the centaur for those who might not remember you know the that, yeah. that's the mm-hmm. the man yep. with the horse body kind of um so 100 men on horseback or 100 centaurs fighting one another who would win? What about a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Mm. Or would you prefer a a hamster-sized whale or a whale-sized hamster? Which one would be more entertaining? Uh, the, the the whale-sized hamster would be absolutely terrifying. If you yeah right. <laughs> if you want to find out how much your fam how well your family knows you, this could be a fun one to throw out there. If I was an alien posing as myself, how would you one hundred percent catch me? What, what what could you do to to sniff out whether or not I was actually an alien or not? Hmm. Um, there is the – this was really popular during COVID. I saw a lot of people do this was um, PowerPoint parties and presentations. Oh, yeah. yep. So if you just think of I, – I, I can't imagine doing that with your family at Thanksgiving. Could grandma do a PowerPoint? Oh, no. I mean grandma's not doing them. It's probably going to be for the younger – for the, cousins, yeah. for the cousins, for the cousins, maybe a couple of the parents. I think my my family could do that well. My mom would not participate because she doesn't know how to make a PowerPoint. But I think the rest of us would do would do well with that. Um, just come with any anything you can think of and just present on why you think something is a certain way. Even discussing movies, discussing different types oh, of sure. books, uh, even going through hypotheticals based on biblical text. That's always a a conversation starter. Hmm. You could throw out just some like uh, procedural type things. Is it sock, sock, shoe, shoe? Or is it sock, shoe, sock, shoe when you're getting dressed in the morning? I know that a big heated topic that comes up between me and my friends is after you get out of the shower and you dry off, what goes on first? How do you get ready? Mm. And I have some friends that put on their socks first oh, before no. anything oh, else. No. And that just sounds crazy you to need me. To- you need better friends. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the correct answer is underwear first, right? Under that's what I do. Okay, good. And and maybe you know one one more sort of innocuous question to throw out there. You know what non regular flavor Oreo is the best flavor? So you can't do the you know the plain old Oreos. What what non standard flavor is the best flavor, or the weirdest flavor? Maybe you know because there's a thousand of those out there too. So hopefully we gave you some, uh, I hope you could write some of those down back up and, and listen to it again, throw some of these out uh, on Thanksgiving and maybe maybe let us know in the comments how some of these discussions go if your family has 
you know, strong opinions on what makes a sandwich uh, a sandwich and does a hot dog fit that description or not or what order you put your socks and shoes on in the morning. Um, would love to hear some of those things. But hope that these enhance your Thanksgiving celebration this week. Thanks for listening in today on all these great conversations. We'd love to hear from you as we continue this journey together. If you could rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening to us on, that would help us out and help others find us. And if there's a topic you'd like us to talk about, let us know. You can email us at media at stmatthewgr.com. Thanks for listening and keep following Jesus together as we become everyday disciples. Disciples.